Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Silent Podcast, a place where everything but silent. I'm your host, Isaiah, and we're back to talk about Big Brother 25. Uh, we took a week off. Uh, you know, it doesn't really feel like a week off. This feels like a whole month. It's been crazy, but um, we're, we're going to hear it and chat about it tonight. So as usual, I got my co-host, Katie. Katie, what's going on? Uh, not too much. We took a week off. The show game took a week off. We all took a week off. We needed a rest, but we're back, ready to talk about it. All right, we got Josie from I don't even know where where she's at right now, but Josie, what's going on? <laughs> yes, different setup, same city. I'm back in Ottawa, but I'm excited to talk about this game because let me just say something. Karma, karma is arriving, and I'm here for it every step of the way. So I'm excited. All right, and then we got a guest tonight. We've been trying to set this up for a minute. A good friend of Pod, Sharon Tharp. Sharon, what's going on? I'm so excited. We finally worked this out. I'm here. <laughs> I'm excited to chat with you guys. It's been a long time coming. So thank you for the invite. All right. Um, speaking of long time comings, if you want to support us for the long time, definitely check out our <laughs> Patreon. You know what I'm saying? You can uh, patreon.com slash sign podcast. And you can also obviously super gift uh, or just interact with us on social media as usual. But we got a lot to talk about. Sort of. Not really. Sort of. You know, it, it's been uh, it's been a week. You know, Katie, you know, we were talking before we went live and you definitely were like, I don't feel like talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Why is that, Katie? What's going on? I just feel like the wind is totally out of my sails at this point. I I, I mm. feel like my interest in the game left the house, started to leave the house almost with Hysum because I loved Hysum. He was my first draft pick. But then really just kept on moving when Izzy left the house. And it's just been, I think with Izzy leaving and then the double, which really would have made things interesting if they didn't completely flip everything around and basically shut the game off. Um, I just lost all momentum for me. So it's going to take me a little bit, I think, to get back in the groove. But, um, you know, I'm here. I'm ready. I think the conversation will get me back into it. You know, Sharon, obviously, you know, we're coming off of a double elimination. And then, you know, we have some resurrections and a bunch of other random stuff that we're going to get super deep in it. But initial thoughts, you know, just coming off of this very uh, eventful week, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always unfortunate for the HOH when stuff like this happens or you try to get someone out and then they come back. And I don't love that. I liked having a week off because it, this game has been intense, which I like as a fan. I'm like so in, into it because of the constant like flipping around. But yeah, it's it was kind of a dud week. I mean... Cameron, I mean, I, I went to watch the feeds today and I he was in the middle of one of his stories and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do this right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need another break. But yeah, I mean, whatever. I just embrace what they do, you know, the twist that Big Brother throws at us because whatever. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what choice do we have? What choice do we have? <laughs> what choice do we have? Um, you know, Josie, I'm, I'm going to give you the option now or later. Did you because you told me you wanted uh, you had a lot to say. You want to save this for now or you have a specific point that you want to do this up? It's honestly specifically about a player, so okay. I guess okay. we'll like wait until that conversation arrives about these specific players. But All ultimately, right. I do think this week is like it's really weird because I think a lot of people hate it this week, but I like it. I think my favorite part of Big Brother is the social aspect of it, and so a week that's just fully social. No, well, there were comps, but that's so technical. But just game talk after game talk after game talk, it saw some potential. I mean, I am rooting for Sari, so I felt really great about that. I also saw the downfall of some players, which we'll talk to about. But yeah, ultimately, I kind of I like this week, you know, and Jared leaves. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can get into it. So obviously, uh, 
it, God, it's been like two weeks. That's crazy. But last time we were here, uh, obviously we saw Cam leave, and then you know right afterwards Jarrett leaves, and it's like wow, big moves. We're leaving from fights and all that stuff. And Julie comes with a bombshell. She's like, look. You guys are going to come back in the game, and you guys are going to be some big brother zombies. Now, I was not expecting that. I thought that was pretty wild, but, you know, here we are. We have the zombies twisting. You know, I think when I first heard about this, you know, like, my assumption was, like, all right, they're trying to do, like, a different version of Can't Come Back, and they're like, maybe it works this time. And, you know, Mm. all we know, maybe it was supposed to be set up a little differently because, you know, Luke left, and who knows if there was supposed to be, like, three zombies instead of two or something. I don't know. But, uh, obviously, it happened the way it did. And I don't have a problem with it, but what I did have a problem was that we had to wait literally until last this Thursday to get an HOH again, which was pretty bad in my opinion. I did not like it. Um, no competitions in the middle that were important to the game, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, we did get some game talk, but, uh, you know, Sharon, how did you really feel about this? Because, like, you know, we're coming in after crazy blind sides, and now the game's, like, paused. Everyone's mm. trying to figure out how to feel about things. Obviously, you know, mm. some people like Jared and, and them, like, they feel some type of way towards, like, Felicia. You got Cam who's trying to, like, infiltrate stuff. Like, like where do like how do we feel about this i don't know yeah i mean it was silly like when you know cam is making alliances he's not really back in the house yet (laughs) but listen that paid dividends i guess right now um but kind of to josie's point like sari did some work this week i think socially she needed it um with jared kind of in flux right there i think she made a a a lot of headway and it, it is paying off because now no one is targeting her so you know i don't hate it um you know, I'm also not the biggest fan of competitions. Like, I'm just like, whatever at this point, just tell me who wins. Um, so it was nice seeing some of the social strategy. I, I agreed with Josie. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it wasn't the most exciting week in, in Big Brother history. And, but it's also not the worst twist we've ever had. So I guess I'm just, everything's mm-hmm. in comparison to what we've seen before, right? Like, so it, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, Katie, like, uh, fun fact, because I think Terrence said this in our app, but, like, it's crazy how, at this point, the only person that's in the house that hasn't what that has won something that's not a guy is Felicia. Yeah. Um, other than that, like everything's been won usually by like what Jag, uh, Cam, Jared, Jared. at the time, yeah. uh, Corey Matt, won, I guess something. won something, Matt's won something, but like all the guys are kind of like running stuff. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't feel great about it personally. I think, you know, especially with the fact that two of the, these men that are winning most of the comp, the one that is, has won by far the most competitions has been evicted from the house unanimously. Jag was also evicted from the house unanimously, but a twist that because Matt won the competition saved Jag, it's kind of like, it's just disheartening. I think, especially because of the different types of diversity we've seen this season, specifically Mm -hmm. for the women. The comps are not equitable enough for a Felicia who is now on the block, which spoiler for everyone who's not caught up on the feeds with Mimi, she probably has no shot to win this, especially because Cameron is also going to be playing. So all likelihood, Cameron, depending on who else gets picked, is probably going to win this veto. And it's just a little bit of a bummer because, you know, in the beginning of the season, everybody was so firmly against a steamroll from Suri's side, which was a little bit of a different steamroll because it wasn't necessarily a comp steamroll because they got rid of Heisem so early. We're seeing a totally different steamroll from Cameron, who's actually been evicted from the house, who nobody really likes. I guess they're coming around to him now because they know that he's going to be stuck with them. But it's it's almost like Big Brother is putting so much emphasis on competitions that it makes the game inequitable for everyone else. And Taryn has been mm. talking about this a lot on the podcasts and on on you know the daily updates. So he he has a lot of stats that I don't have off the top of my head, but you know. Th- Go check his, I'm sure if you're listening to us, you've listened to him as well, but, you know, go check out what he's had to say if you haven't heard it, because it's, it's really jarring to hear some of the numbers and Mm. big brother has everything in their power to change this. They just choose not to. So it's almost just like they want to be the challenge, but with circus games instead of, you know, pyrotechnics. Mm. Um, and then uh you actually uh, I, for some reason i thought you said technotronics for a second um so also because i see your name heisen's karma you know someone said, said mm-hmm. it kept heisen you know so um i've been tweeting it every week 
should have <laughs> they should have flipped that week and gotten rid of Cam. Like this is probably will go down as maybe the biggest fumble of the entire season from Cerise's side of the house. That that was just I think they had tunnel vision because of Hysum's, you know, HOHitis, but this really I think set them back for weeks and weeks and weeks to come. How about you, Josie? How you feeling about it? I ultimately I think the game itself is it has many elements of it and what i used to say in past seasons or like specifically for big brother canada is that it feels like a social game and then their strategy and then comps that help maneuver the social strategy um and like when these competitions are so competitions do play a pivotal role so when these competitions aren't equitable it becomes kind of frustrating and kind of boring to watch because it is a part of the, the the show, but it's becoming more heavy in that sense, which is really weird in the sense also that uh, the players are trying to avoid winning HOHs, which is a different strategy we haven't seen in Big Brother. They prefer to go for the vetoes, which I think is shows why every season of Big Brother is different. But the fact that that is the strategy to just keep winning the clutch vetoes so that you can dictate the game and these comps aren't equitable it becomes a little frustrating to watch especially since some of the gameplay this season and that's one thing i've been saying common sense y'all common sense this is an individual game this is not a group you guys came in as individuals you will leave as individuals you might make friendships but you're here for the money at least that's what i would be doing in the house i don't know 100 days in a house just to make friends uh personally that's not my forte but to each their own and so i wish the comps were more equitable or that people who are winning these competitions like kind of start targeting each other because right now they're just writing off of each other's coattails, i.e. the fugitives. But you guys can't all win Big Brother. Like at some point, you guys are yeah, going to have to go after each other. We use the people who can't win. Yeah. I was going to say that real quick. Uh, it's wild to me that Cameron's using this HOH to go after me <laughs> and Felicia yes. and teaming up with the two people who are winning, they came, the three of them were in the top three of the HOH. It's like, mm -hmm. and the end game is where the competitions are even more physical. So it's like, are any of you thinking about this? Right. It's wild. I don't know. Like, wouldn't you want to give yourself the best chance and be the only physical threat in the house instead of keeping every other physical threat? I don't know. It just doesn't seem to make a lot of, I agree with you both. It doesn't really seem to make I, a lot of sense. I think the issue with that also is that Corey keeps... We'll talk about Corey oh, yeah. later. Yes. But Corey keeps saying, oh, the ends of the competitions are mental. They're mental. They're mental. On what basis, no. on what grounds are have these final iterations been mental? And so I think people who know the game and are physical are more likely to maybe suspect that maybe also, you know, it's not just mental. But at this rate, the competition the beasts, Jag and Matt, to me, don't have super well knowledge or aren't well versed in the Big Brother realm. Cameron kind of seems like it, but I don't want a Cameron steamroll personally. So at this rate, like, oh my god, maybe it's, they're it's listening. Horrible. Yeah, maybe they're listening to Corey because they think, oh, he he's a fan, him in America, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, there are, you know, they're mental. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> um, if you ask me who's to blame, I'm definitely going to take a page out of Chima's book. I'm blaming that production. Me to have a little bit of a talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, like you can't do the same thing year after year after year and expect a different result. You know what I'm saying? And we're seeing like the same type of player like every season, kind of like really dominating these end game comps. And it, you know, I wouldn't mind as much if the twists didn't come in and like kind of like completely mess up gameplay. Like it's almost you're punishing people for playing the game the way it was designed to be played, which is like, all right, mm. I'm not good at comps then, like, let me get these people out. You get Jag out, he's back in. All right, whatever. You get Jared and Cam out, and they can stay in the house for a week, do some damage to your game, and then one of them gets to stay. And ultimately, the one who is good at comps that stays wins HOH, which is wild. Like, if you're going to do that, at least just, like, all right, don't let them participate in HOH. Just give them a week of safety, and then just, like, let everyone else, like, duke it out. Like, that's the most fair thing you, I think you should do. Um, because, I, obviously, what they were trying to avoid was, like, a revolving door. Like, I get it. But, like, there's a better way to handle it, you know? Um, but, so, that's my issue with production. That Nothing new. I always rant about this every season. Now, the player... <laughs> go ahead, Katie. But I was about to... No, no. You keep going. Being dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cam... 
he keeps saying he wants Corey out. I'm waiting for it. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to lie. I think the fugitives, and we can get into the players in a second, isn't a bad idea for him because if you're Cam, like, what else do you have to lose at this point? Like, you throw some at the wall. Somebody's throwing him an alliance. Like, all right, take it. You know, if you want to stay loyal to it, stay loyal to it. If you don't, you don't. But um, he's playing a long game. He said he's trying to, like, blow it up from the inside. I don't personally see a problem with Mikol or Felicia going for him because I think everyone should be available to leave for him. Um, Best case scenario, his allies want to work with Corey and he needs allies. Like, all right, I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? So there's like uh, a a couple ways to go about this. But if you're Cameron, I think out of everyone in this house, he literally has no wrong or right moves here. Like he has to win to the end at this point. Do with that, like do what you want. I don't really care what he does at this point, you know. So I don't know. That's how I feel. But go ahead, Katie. I mean, he's playing with house money at this point. Like he yeah. was evicted unanimously. He mm. by chance got back in the house. Like let him do whatever you know, whatever he's gonna do. I think it's a waste to put up Felicia and Mimi on the block. But I mean, whatever. I think the biggest thing about this past week that was frustrating is that they not only brought Jared and Cam back in the game, but they paused the game. So even though we didn't mm. actually have an HOH proper, everybody is kind of letting Jared and Cam dominate the week anyway, because they're the only two that really have something to lose or something, any game to talk because there's no one else in power. If there were an HOH or vetoes or other things happening around them, like plans could have been made or just it just felt like they centered the week around these two players that were evicted instead of letting the game continue and letting them kind of infiltrate the game they were the game last week which i think is the most frustrating part of the whole thing it was like a super advantage almost it felt like uh, even though they're both evicted like it, it just yeah. seemed a little crazy yeah to, to your point isaiah about cam not having a right or wrong move i think this week we saw whether or not cam was going to play offensive or defensive and i think he chose to play defensive in the sense that you know it took a village to get rid of cameron a village like it took a lot of people a lot of moving parts and so now there's less people right and so the people who are most likely to win are matt and jack moving forward in these competitions unless something changes miraculously but based off the pattern we've seen so far and so him aligning with the only people who could you know win a hoh or a veto uh other than like those luck or random wins are those two so i think he aligned himself in a defensive manner because those are people who can't advocate for him to leave right so while i don't agree and i think the best move is to keep someone like felicia and mimi with who don't necessarily have or haven't proved physical prowess yet um Mm. i understand that choice because he wants to protect himself moving forward as he is one of the biggest targets so i have to give like credit where credit is due in that sense but it was it's boring gameplay for me personally (laughs) Can we also like briefly just talk about his reasoning in terms of what he told Felicia about like not wanting her in the jury? Like, sure. is that is that valid? I mean, I have not thought about jury votes at all, to be honest. Do mm. we think like, what do you guys think? Now I'm interviewing you. Um, I'm just curious <laughs> what you guys think, because I'm like trying to play out like if Cameron's in the end, do we really think I feel like Felicia? I don't know. I don't think she would be like. I don't know. It depends on who he's against, right? But I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting... The mm. vibe from me when it comes mm-hmm. to Felicia, if we're talking about Jerry votes, I'm like, Felicia is never going to vote for the person that takes her out. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. I yeah. feel like whoever's the one to take her out, like, nah. I'm I'm off you. And Josie looks like she disagrees. But well, she's I still feel upset like... about Suri. I mean, she's still yeah. talking about Suri not and voting for her to stay. Jerry and, and all that was yeah, crazy. And like you know? th- that was kind of out of their power. They were between a rock and a hard place between Izzy and Felicia. So I could see the I, Go ahead, Josie. Before I, I cut in. <laughs> here's here's where I'm at, right? I think <laughs> there is a way to do jury management and you know, I people don't like this this reference, but Josh Martinez from VB19 is a great example of great jury management with the goodbye messages. I think there are elements, well, goodbye messages, not that, don't look at me that way. Let's be serious. 
Let's be serious. Roll the tapes. I'm just saying. I'm on your side. I'm just this for Josh. I feel like he gets a bad. I agree. I'm sorry. I like Mr. Josh Martinez. Y'all can get me in the comments later. Josie and I are on record being pro Josh. I have no problem with Josh. (laughs) I mean, I love Paul too. It's not like anti Paul. I don't got a problem with none of these people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I, you know, that I don't know about all that. But go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I think a lot of elements aided Josh's one, but I think the goodbye messages did play a part of it. Um, I And so I think you can get someone out and still have good management. And I think you can kind of play with Felicia in the sense of like connecting with her one-on-one and then her love for the game because she is, she's been watching the show since season one, I believe, like with her husband, correct me if I'm wrong, but I like from day one. So to some degree, she is a fan. And I think you can have those conversations. Now, the issue with Cameron is, and this is what I think will bite him in the butt always, is that he doesn't actually connect with these people in a personal way. And if he does, it makes them uncomfortable. So he's worried about Felicia. I think he needs to look at the game as a whole. First of all, you're not even in final two. How can you get into the final two chairs before you start counting your jury votes? Because you can count the jury votes now, but will you even make it? Are you, aren't you going to be seventh, sixth? Like, I think he's he's looking at it all wrong. And I think if he thinks that Felicia is a liability for a jury vote, he should be playing the social aspect of the game and being like, how can I get her on my side? And that's the issue. He's like, I'm going to get you out. But like, Felicia isn't the only person. You think McCole's gonna vote for you? Do you think you got Cerise vote? Like, are you just gonna keep targeting people? Everybody hates Cameron. I mean, nobody likes him personally, right? They know he can win competitions and maybe he's good for their game, but he's been public enemy number one since like week two. Nobody likes him. Maybe even week one because he was being so creepy to Riley. Like, nobody likes him. So I agree with you, Josie. I think he has a lot of work to do personally. Well, to like I said, people. he needs to come to the end. Like, there's no other way yeah. to do it. Like, like, uh, like, shout out Ty last season, but like, he has to do that. Like, from uh, Big Brother Canada 11, he has to win every single thing from every single week until he gets to the end. Like, that's yeah. literally how he wins the game. I don't think there's any other way. I don't think anyone's crazy enough to take him there. Um, yeah, he has to win his way there. But I want to talk about Felicia and Nicole since we're bringing them up. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been saying this for a while, you know, and I'm I'm done. You know, and I like them a lot, but I'm done. Oh, um, here we go. I think, <laughs> you know, I, I had a lot of faith in Felicia at first. And when that vote, that Izzy vote happened, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. Like, I understand being irritated. She held a grudge for weeks you know what i'm saying and you know if you want to go against sari jared every anybody do what you need to do right what is your plan afterwards because they didn't come up with any kind of backup plan whatsoever and like all right maybe they might make an alliance with like americori all right cool like that sounded great there is no work being done in that whatsoever nicole is obviously not into it nicole I feel like the fandom has put like a lot of gas in McCall, you know, and I see it. I see the vision. But what is she doing? Like, I don't know what her plan is. She's like, how long are you gonna play the middle until like like you do something? Like I like I feel like I'm watching Laurel from Survivor on Big Brother when I see McCall. And I like, you know, they're both really intelligent. They have good reads, they know what they have to do, but they don't do anything. And you know, it's really bothersome because i feel like Nicole could be like such a great player but like i'm watching her game just like melt in front of my eyes and she has like max three weeks at this point if she doesn't change anything felicia's done i'm sorry unless she wins veto she's done most of the people are already saying like this week's over i'm like i'm sorry but like i don't know um and i, I people might not like this but she's getting a whammy sound effect i'm not really into it. but like i don't think that like I don't think Nicole and Felicia are like it. Like I'm, I'm off the Nicole train right now. Javier, shout to you, but like I'm, I'm done. Go ahead, uh, <laughs> Josie. You have a problem with that? Are we good? <laughs> I right. here's the so, thing, Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. If Nicole could win any, let's say Nicole would have won this last HOH, right? She was gonna put up Matt and Jack. All she needs is one competition. I feel like, I feel like she can't. I feel like people expect her to do a lot, but she knows she's kind of at the bottom and she can't, she can't like advocate for anything crazy because she's successful, like she's accessible to be put on the block easily. And so all she needs, again, 
Big Brother production. Let's make these comps like luck. That's crazy. I can't. That you're saying that. I think. Look. I think. I think she wins one competition. Isaiah. She wins one competition, and she puts up Matt and Jack, and everyone will be losing their mind. And that is one of the best moves because those two are the the front runners to win, which is crazy because Jack was evicted. And, and I agree with you, but we've been saying that all season. How many, like, do I really have to wait for a competition win? She's been in so many opportunities where she can completely take over the game. I'm like, like, let's be honest. And she just doesn't do anything. And like most of the time for at the first point, she just kept cutting off all these extra deals for like the brown sugar babies. You know, like, all right, cool. Like Ceres missed. I get it. But like, once you guys see you're at the bottom and she keeps going into the storage room complaining. She's going into the DR complaining. And the goodbye message, Jared, I wish we could work together. But, you know, these fools split us up. Like, you know what's going on. When are you going to do something about it? So I mm. don't care anymore about, like, this miss. I'm not getting missed by McCole anymore. I like her. I hope she wins. I hope she does well. I'm out. I'm out on the train. Mm. I can't. I can't co-sign that. Um, it, it, that's okay. Hot topics over here, but but go I mean, ahead. I think McCall's biggest issue is that she went on the block this week. She should have prevented that because now that she's on the block, this house flip flops. I mean, they're you know America's already like let's flip it. Like they're they're talking about it, but if not, she's going. You know, they're talking about taking her out next week. Although now it could be. I don't know, but yeah, I think she was she was okay just sitting back and letting people do things. But she still had to avoid going on the block because of how this house is so volatile for people when they're on the block. So I, I get it. I feel like she does. It, we're at the point where she does need to turn it on. And maybe she missed the boat. Um, but I have faith in her. I have faith. I'm going to I'm going to stay positive about Nicole. I, you know, I watch her in the storage room and I know we're like, do something. Um, but let's see. And who knows? Like, maybe she'll win the veto. I don't know. That would be fun for me. <laughs> It would be great if she won the veto. But isn't Corey already trying to flip the vote? Yeah. And say, let's target Mimi. I mean, and Corey was maybe her one lifeline outside of Felicia and maybe Suri if Felicia's out of the house. Like, if she doesn't have Corey in America, who's she going to have? She doesn't really have great relationships with the other people in the house. Like, and I, I almost feel like that's the one thing that we can really falter on the comps. We've already talked about it. I think it's really hard to win a competition against the men in these house, in the house. But there are ones that like, seemed like they could have been hers pressure cooker the wall there are a few that she had a, a pretty good shot at um but i think you know the relationship building piece like that's, that's really nice. where i feel like we can take a few points away from her game and with mm. not having one competition win under your belt like you really need to turn the social part of it on and she's great in the storage room do that outside of the storage room and put some work in so i don't i'm not out on her i like her i'm rooting for her but I, I'm more leaning towards you, Isaiah. I just think if she doesn't win veto this week, there's a really good chance that she could possibly go home. And, you know, maybe she doesn't. And then next week is her week and she flips the house upside down. That would be amazing. But she would also have to be bold enough to take the shot, which I think she would. But she has to get in the position to do it first. Yeah, she has to cut bait with Felicia. It's like, OK, Felicia's go- yeah. like, one of you is going home probably. So, like, yeah. start building other relationships. I agree yeah. with that. Like, let's play. You're on the block. Let's play. All right. And then, I mean, let me just get this out of my system so I can stop being toxic. Here we go. <laughs> but the next person, people I want to talk about is oh AmeriCorey. I'm done. Oh, yeah. They're catching sprays for me as well. I'm so, yeah, no, I've been done. America Lopez. That was a crazy goodbye message because what are you doing in this game? I'm sorry. But, like, they. All right. So here's the thing. I think Corey, and this is mainly with Corey. Corey was playing like he was trying to put like this Steve Moses Ian Terry thing like all right I'm gonna like sit back not try to like be in the in the crossfires you know rat people out every now and then and he got caught you know and that's fine obviously he sacrificed a lot of stock when he got rid of Izzy because she was giving him a lot of information keeping him from getting targeted all that stuff and you know a lot of people would be like horrible move why the hell would you do that and you know I was a part of that for a little bit but in my opinion, it's okay if if you're going to go from the bottom of one side to like the top or at least the middle of the other side, because at least you have some sort of influence, control, or power. You know, like I've been cool with that. And it looked like Corey, he was using his noggin for a little bit. I was like, all right, like Corey woke up, 
this whole showman's thing might be able to work out because America's not ratting everything out every five seconds for a second. And then, obviously, you know, zombie week happened, and Corey and America just got comfortable. And I didn't like that. They got very comfortable. And at that point, they just stopped playing. And, like, I'm looking at Corey. He is so behind on the gameplay now. Um, he's telling everybody that he's going to kill it in these end game comps. Everything he f- does find out. Why would he say that, by the way? I know. I don't know. And then everything that he does know, he tells America, who tells everybody else? Yeah, she does so, say yeah, She tells. I don't know <laughs> what the hell is going on. You went from like, you had Jack snowed. Like, Matt wanted you out for like a minute and Jag kept stopping you. He wanted to go to the, like, to the end with these people. And now you lost Jag. You lost Blue. Matt's getting his way. I don't know what they're doing anymore. And I am baffled by that, you know, and I wouldn't care because I think they're self aware enough to like figure it out eventually but it's america and that goodbye message acting like she's controlling stuff that was just like so they're also getting the whammy sound effect i didn't like that big l but that was that I'm, I'm just tired and you know i'm just tired of of americori um i'm just disappointed but that's all i had to say i just had to get my rain out real quick because i i didn't want to hold that in but how do you guys feel about americori at this point like like am i tripping do they like completely drop the ball or are they fine? Like, am I, am I wrong, Katie? What's going on? I kind of want to be honest. I don't know that they ever really had the ball. Like, I think Corey got yep. a lot of really overdue or I mean, over overdone praise online because he's a fan and he's a gamer, but like, he hasn't really been that good at the game. The only thing he really did, which I don't even really love was the fight with Jared. He came out on top of that, but like he spilled everything so he didn't keep anything to himself to use maybe later in the game and like information is currency we say it all the time he just like gave everything out and he only did that because of america and he sacrificed an ally who we know from izzy's exit interview she said it to us all of us she wanted to go to the end with she that was her out from sari if she needed to to have a way away from jared and sari it was Corey. she he had her and he didn't even realize or take enough stock or you know whatever in her he it was his all, all of his sites were on america just because she gave him what like his first hand job like i don't really understand what's going on with the two of them and like that's not slut shaming to america that's for him like he clearly he has never experienced anything like this before and he's totally blinded but like i just wake up that's not what you're here for josie you've said it a million times you're here to win seventy five thousand dollars, not to like play kissy face in bed all day or like make out in the shower which i never need to see Corey's tongue in anybody else's mouth in my life ever again by the way big brother please don't like zoom in on that ever again in the episode that <laughs> gave me um i don't know i'm just not here for them and i feel like he gave away he had the upper hand for a little while and then he just immediately lost it like he just fumbled he's just unfortunately not that good and everybody wants to love him because i think they see himself see themselves in him but he's not that good at the game unfortunately and we don't hate nobody i'm just letting y'all know that for I people don't hate anybody. Don't yeah hate i don't nobody. hate anybody but we are we are super critical we don't care i just don't like it where like you can't go from the bottom being unhappy that you're at the bottom of one alliance yeah and then just go to the bottom of a better alliance with better comp people, like at least on the other side, there's a chance you could like comp out and like all you have to worry about is like Jared. You know what I'm saying? But like now you gotta worry about Matt, you gotta worry about Jag, you gotta worry about Cameron and all these other people who are killing it in comps. I also think getting rid of Jared for Corey was maybe the wrong move because Jared had all of the attention on him. So like, let someone else do it. Everybody else wanted Jared out. I just don't think it was necessary. I mean, Jared did to himself. I'm I'm, going to keep it stuck, but... Jared I, didn't come after him. It. That was just I, I my feeling. I think they could have repaired that. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, I definitely think they're both a little messy now. They're they're a bit getting sloppy. Um, and it's interesting. I think when one of them leaves, it'll benefit like so they're talking Jag and Matt and um Cameron are saying, you know, talking about blue and how you know she's after Corey, so they're thinking about ma- letting her take the shot at them. But they're also talking about, well, America might need to go before Corey because if America stays, like she can team up with Blue and then if Mimi's still there or whatever. So I don't know. I, I do think neither of them, it's not helping their game that they're both in there together. And I think it's distracting. And it's unfortunate because I do think 
they both have potential. But Corey, I also forget how young Corey is, and I'm not going to say it's an age thing because Josh won when he was 23. I think, um, I mean, Paul, are, a lot of people play when they're young. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a little messy. And I think they're safe for a week or two. But then, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. They, that's the thing. Corey keeps saying he's, I don't know why he's telling people he can win endgame comps. It's like, okay, well, that's the reason to vote you out. Yeah, all the more reasons. And it's not even you. true. <laughs> yeah. So, it's interesting. Josie's a menace. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm watching her right now. <laughs> I need to add like because... some some sound effects for you because that's crazy. Good. I'm I'm excited to actually get into this because Corey, America, like both of them together, but Corey specifically, what a horrible week. First of all, everything I've said since we started podcasting this season, everything wrong with what you should not do as a player, they've done. They talk too much. They yeah. talk too much. They they. I said that if they're going to be together, they need to play as a showman, as a duo, and not as individuals, which clearly they're not doing. I think maybe Corey's tapping point. into that a little bit more, but America, loose lips, sink, shit. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't repeat that more and more, like, every time. And the thing about Corey, and this is why I have to drag him, because he did all of this for what? For what? His downfall is actually, it's giving theater, it's giving Shakespeare, it's giving karma. <laughs> because everything he has done to set himself up to that side of the house is being done to him. So he was in that group with Izzy, with Sari, with Jared, and he was complaining. They were giving him all the information. This is the alliance, seven deletions, sugar, sugar brown babies, all of this information. He took that information, ran with it, and went to the other side. Now, the exact same thing is happening to him, through his showmance, nonetheless, like it's actually mind boggling. And so now they're hearing all about, and he's also giving them ammo. Oh, I'm in a final four alliance with uh, Felicia and Mimi. It's absolutely insane. He is literally his downfall. He's yeah. literally leading to his detriment. It, it's crazy. Oh, I'm making this alliance, but you guys should also make this alliance with, with them. Please, please go ahead. What is going on? Like he, he's literally, He's literally doing the exact same thing they did to him, the exact same thing, and he expects different results. Did you not learn? Did you not? You literally went through that experience, and you're doing the exact same thing. And America, oh my goodness, delusional, <laughs> base, delusional. She is destroying his game. It's absolutely crazy. And when he's like talking to her in one on one, and he's like, "Well, you didn't do this," or "Thank goodness you didn't say this," and she's like, "Yeah, uh huh." When she in entirely. <laughs> not is mind-boggling you guys are literally playing as a duo now i just it's 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 ridiculous i don't understand the gameplay it just i can't and they're both big fans that's what's shocking to me i'm like you've seen the show you guys should know better more than anyone else and i just want to ask the americori stands is america actually good for his game like do you genuinely with your heart of hearts believe that this girl is good for his game and vice versa i don't like they need he needs to cut it he needs he needs to make like Jared and Sari, and one of them needs to cut free so the other one can thrive in the game. I'm not saying I'm rooting for them, but logically, that's the best move. It's the best move. And the fact that they don't see it is insane. I think the What's best place saying? he was in was in the beginning when he was with Sari and Jared and like Izzy and getting all that information. And <clears throat> I don't know, he let that go way too soon. And he really let America fog his brain, unfortunately. Like all of that, all of the mess was because America her name came up. That was really it. Izzy just said, don't sleep in the bed with America. And Izzy didn't trust America. So he just burned the whole thing down. And now he has no other leg to stand on. So I don't know. I don't know. Not great. Yeah, Not great stuff from them. I think, right. um, oh, I was just going to say, I think one, I think they'll be better when they're split up. Um, yeah. And I agree with Josie in the sense that like, there are showmans who's not playing together. It's so yeah. weird. Like they're actually kind of ruining each other's game so like yeah. i've never seen that before but uh yeah it's interesting i literally said this i'm like uh you know just like jared was like the kryptonite for Siri, they're each other's jared so i'm just being honest like they're both so when they're split up i'm very curious to see uh how they do as individual players but i just don't know which one of them you know. is the better 
or the worst player. Like, yeah. they're kind of on even footing for me. Josie, I know you said America's ruining his game. I think Corey's doing a lot of that himself. Like, I think he's just totally blinded. True. And he, I think he True. has this, like, I don't know if it's ego, but I, there is something about him that, like, he comes across as he thinks he knows better. And everything he does, it seems like it's almost a misstep. And it's just, I don't know, it's rough to watch. There, there were some I people think- out. Oh, good, Josie. I'm sorry. I, I, I tweeted this earlier this week, but I said there are people in the game of Big Brother in general that can play from the bottom or play from the top. And Corey, unfortunately to me, like he is better from playing at the bottom, being scrappy, having to think and be out like strategic in that mindset, playing more defense than offense. Because when you were playing from the bottom, there's so much room to go up, right? But when you're coming from the top, you can only go down. So everyone is plotting your demise. And I think Corey lost that sense because again, he got comfortable, right? Because now he came, he came from a bottom situation and he and he went to the top. But now that he's at the top, I think like I don't know what he thinks he's doing. It just doesn't make sense. He's not a he's that's not his strength. So the moment he realizes or he touches the block, he will wake up. Uh, like whether he's with or without America, I think he'll realize like, oh shit, like I'm actually susceptible going home. We kind of saw that with Cameron, but little does he know, a lot of other people in the house feel that way, and so it's yeah, they're they're both doing horrible. I saw there was a couple of posts that, you know, there's a discussion going on, like, is this twist ruining the game for, like, America mm. and Corey? And I don't think so. You know, it's, uh, if they were going on the block, like people thought, like, maybe, but obviously they're not, you know? So um, it, I, I think that they really, just because they can't stop, like, telling everyone everything, like, they're ruining their own games actively. I don't think the twist had anything to do to ruin uh, their game specifically. It ruined some people's games, but not not there. So um, what are you going to do? But um, moving on from them, just on a positive note, uh, the people who are doing good, shockingly, obviously, I mean, uh, we can get into Matt and Jag in a second, but Bowie Jane is actually not BJ. playing bad. What's going on with that? Like, like who saw this coming? Like, uh, Our winner. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> My draft pick. Hey. Oh, God. Like, is there a chance for Bowie to win this season, Katie? Is there a chance? I don't think she'll realistically get any votes, but uh, I think she could very well be sitting in those final two chairs, depending right. on who else is I in think the final I would agree three. With that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I mean she's gonna get a check if she's in those final two chairs, but right. not a lot of people can say that. You still get a check at the end of the day. I think Bowie Jane, surprisingly to me, is kind of giving Survivor in the game of Big Brother. She's just like voting block energy. I don't think she has <laughs> yeah. any loyalty anymore. And so she's and I, I think that is a lot of people's issue in the house, the people who are not in power. They're so focused about like the betrayal or someone doing it to you once that you, they don't realize that, oh, I actually need these people, which is why I'd like kind of a voting block strategy in Survivor. And I think it needs to be implemented into the house. Like Corey, America, Savri, Bowie Jane, Felicia, Nicole, those six, they need to start like getting their feelings inside of the way and realize that this is a game and they want to win. And so they might have to vote with each other, you know, in the following weeks, but are they going to do that? No, I think Bowie Jane's going to go wherever Bowie Jane feels comfortable um, because they need her as a number, but I wish people would maybe tune into that aspect of the game. Uh, I'm not saying, I don't know if that's deserved or not by Bowie Jane, but hey, she's more likely to be in final two than a lot of these other house guests, so props to her. And she's pulled into this Matt Jag and Cameron Alliance, which like, that's where you want to be. That's who's winning, and if you're safe with them, like, you're good. So... I don't know. Good for and her. if Maybe someone goes on the block, it won't be her. It will not be her. Exactly. Yeah. Even if she statist- goes up, I don't think she's getting voted out, depending on who I mean, she's next to. We have a fun stat, too. She officially has one more confessional than Kirsten did when uh, the season, uh, the first boot of the season. So oh she has a, one more <laughs> confessional than there. Uh, from what I heard, yeah. So wow. I don't know how accurate that is, but allegedly. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the craziest one ever. Uh who else is doing good? Suri, who I, you know, I thought Suri would be struggling a little bit. I thought that she was gonna have to like weaponize the fact that like, you know, she's like the mom of Jared and everything, but 
You want to talk about like the twist ruining games? I think it helps her yeah. like a yeah, lot yeah. because she got to like work that three magic, talk to people. Um, even though Jared was in the house, like you know, he was technically out the game and you know, it didn't look like he was coming back, so she didn't need to focus on that. You know, she's back into the fold, and just like Bowie Jane, I think Sari is like on the outliers of like this big group that just formed. Um, America and her seem to be on good terms uh blue obviously good with Sari. i don't i don't see anyone outside of like what maybe Corey, maybe felicia who are really paying too much attention to Sari right now so you know i this season's showing me like she might not be the best strategist but like she's definitely like one of the best social players i've ever seen um i think that she is constantly able to just make these crazy good bonds with people to the point that like they don't worry about her now can she win obviously you know she gets there though. like that's what she i'm really worried about these comps as i'm saying have not been won by women this season and like as long as matt is in the game like that's really where she needs to hone her attention to either matter cam um and hopefully one of those are like so infatuated with her that like all right i'll take sarita and like honestly if i'm sorry i'm trying to get jag out because matt will automatically be your final two but um until that happens like She's like guaranteed like top five, top six, but like she's definitely gonna get cut at one of those spots at this point. So um I need her to, you know, hopefully get some luck on her side and hopefully the right person wins HOH one of these weeks. The thing I worry about for Sari is if she does get to the end with the house in the state that it's in and jury has not started yet. I guess if whoever is the next out is in jury, I, I think, right? Or after this week. Um yeah. So I think the people that are left in the house are going to put a lot of emphasis on competitions. And I think that's going to really hurt Suri. Like I think having an Izzy in the jury, having a Felicia, having a Mimi or people who don't see as much value. Of course, Jared. Yeah. But I think those, yeah, I think those people who can see value in the game outside of the competitions and not put as much emphasis on the competitions would have been a better jury makeup for her. Obviously it didn't work out in her favor that way, but I just don't know that she gets a JAG vote. I don't know that she gets a CAM vote. I think she would probably get Matt's Matt's vote, but I think Matt is the best chance for her to be at the end. And I think Matt at this point would beat her in a final two. I also think that you need Corey uh, in that jury because I think that obviously he's aware of how great she is. I think that Corey will have enough respect for Suri's game. I think so. uh, just her title alone to like you know um definitely voucher as well Let's but give Corey is first juror yeah. so he can that's what i was thinking opinions on everyone yeah he doesn't want her at the uh, once you hit like a final six final five Corey's gonna be like hold on Sari yeah. yeah. she's this gotta game. go yeah like no so she he's gotta go soon but yes he has to be in the jury because he's also somebody who if she's sitting in the end would be like wait guys like i could see him at the jury round of table being like okay she didn't win shit but she's sitting here and she's a legend and no one yeah. took her out so speech and debate mm-hmm. that's the perfect time for it at the jury i know right <laughs> <laughs> um so just a, a couple of few people to talk about and then uh, we can just get out of here so um because like i said not much that really happened this week you know um natalie wants us to talk about blue next so let's talk about blue next josie how you feel about blue Kim in the game right now. I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to take it back next week, but kitty cat purr, like you ate down apparently, Miss <laughs> Mama's like, I have been dragging Blue for weeks. I've been saying, girl, you are making the wrong plays. Why you want to target Jared? And I think her finally sitting on the block, almost going home, really woke, woke the blue spirit that apparently the stands have been seeing for a while because she came in and she was on it, she kept saying, we have to go after Corey. We have to go after Corey. Anytime she got any information from anybody in the house, it went back to the right people. Oh, I heard I heard Corey mention your name three times today, Jack. Three times. Insane work. There's something about just constantly reaffirming the same thing, repetition after repetition after repetition, that it makes people think that it's their idea. Like, I think at one point, Jack and Matt were like, yeah, you know what? Like, let's get rid of Corey. That's a good, like, that's our idea. That's a good thing. And like, I, I was amazed by it because it's like, she was kind of at the bottom um, of the house and of that dynamic. Yeah. She had links with them from family style, but I think they kind of got rid of her. They kind of tossed her to the side because of her late relationship with Jared. But ultimately 
Like, ah, I love Blue's gameplay this week. What, was it perfect? No. But for one, Blue, you have done it for me. I have to give you credit. Thank you, girl. Thank you for waking it up. Thank you for being present. Now, hopefully, you could stay that way until you get evicted or you make it to final two. Just, just keep this way, this way. There are little things she could tweak, but overall, her. I mean, I'm, I'm glad she's finally started playing the game to a degree, you know? But, like, I am a little worried for her because um, I think someone who was really an advocate for her was Jag. And it seems like Jag doesn't really want her around that much anymore. It sounds like he's throwing mm-hmm. her name for possible people to go up soon. Uh, they've basically replaced Blue in the four with Bowie Jane. Um, so I'm just like, uh, you know, like, Sari's not going to, like, bend her back over just to save you, you know. So who does Blue really have at this point? I, I really don't know. Uh, same case that we've been seeing for a lot of these people. We need her to win a comp but go ahead Sharon I was just gonna say I will say and I think this was I don't know if it was today but um the the fugitives or whatever they are <laughs> they are I don't know if this is gonna stick but they're like you know what maybe we throw the next HOH to blue to take the shot at Corey in America so that could be fun <laughs> that could I be fun. oh I would be sad I would be sad yeah yeah that'd be crazy I'm I'm here. Listen, I'm here for a blue hoh, so she can say a bunch of like Twitter like quotes or whatever, and then do whatever she needs <laughs> to do. You know, like I'm, I'm here yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the last people we really have to talk about, uh, unless I'm missing someone, is the fugitives, mainly uh, Jag and Matt. I think Matt is playing really good right now. Mm-hmm. Like he is definitely on a road to get to the end. Um. When are people going to target Matt? Like, let's let's be honest. Who is targeting Matt, and why are you not targeting Matt? I don't get it. Um, I also think Jag needs to be watched because, unfortunately, he's a really bad player. But, unfortunately, he's starting to get to a power position. Um, just because you're in a power position doesn't mean you're a good player. He's still making a lot of bad calls. Mm-hmm. Let me be honest. Yep. But... Uh, like a lot of the people who want to keep him in the game, he wants to target now. So it's very funny. Uh, but you know, the fugitives, they're running the game right now. Um, they have Cam on the side, Bowie on the side, and they have three on the side. Can they mess this up, Sharon? Is there any way this can just fail? I mean, of course, especially in this house. Um, <laughs> it's really going to come down to who wins the HOH and then. Yeah, it's going to come down to next week's HOH, I think. Because if they win, they're fine. If they don't win, which is very unlikely at this point, then they might have to start pointing fingers at each other. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it could always blow up because that's big, you know, this especially this season. Right. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, we got any other feelings? Isaiah, who wanted What's to talk Matt? Who? Tyson. Uh, I'm just saying. Hisum okay. yeah. knew from the beginning. Cam and Matt, he knew. He's gone. I, I know, I will... but he's not forgotten. True. I we will we can't forget Hisum. I'm sorry. Okay. Like he he just provided a lot for the season for me personally. But um, regarding Matt, I think what's interesting about Matt is that I don't feel like Matt has actually done anything like crazy strategically. But I just feel like everyone else around the house has just been messy that like he is that, yes. more likely to win. <laughs> and so to me, it's like, I think I think he would be a great winner in terms of representation for sure. But based off like strategy of the season and like a representation of the season, like game wise, I just don't, I don't know what he has done for me to go like during the, like I, the final two for me, people are saying this is my gameplay this is what i did i get like excited i get amped like i get i get into it because i'm like yes tell us everything you did to get to this point like you know and i just don't know what matt would say in particular to be like this is why i deserve the win this is why because i did this is like i don't really see that from him um and so i don't know if like he is likely to win the game just because of how messy it is but i don't know how i entirely feel about it in terms of like just strategically gameplay you know what I think it is? I think he has messed up less than everyone else. Yeah. And that might be all it takes for him. And I think he's done a really good job of learning the game throughout because he came in obviously not knowing really what he signed up for and really having a lot of struggles in the beginning. And he's really acclimated well. And he has been 
measured enough to not make a lot of mistakes. And that's something that we cannot mm. say about most of the other players in the house. So that might be enough just to take him over the finish line. Well, the bar yeah. definitely is low. It's so, yeah, yeah. on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under the ground at this point. Um, all right. But do we have anything left that we want to talk about, guys? Jack right. can go. This week, man, we just <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that much to say. I have um, a question for you guys, actually. What do you guys think about a potentially or the potential of an evicted player coming back and winning the game? Like, do you feel like oh worse winner? That's been, Chris okay. Yeah, like worse winner. What do you think the dis- yeah, the discourse if Cam or Jack worst winner. The game, if it was yeah. anyone else, yeah, but our options are not good. So worst winner for sure. Um do you think it, yeah. oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, do you do do we think that's gonna affect jury votes too? I wonder, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, are people gonna take that into consideration? Do you think that's gonna be I think they should I think so too. <laughs> I mean, if if Cam is sitting next to I mean, even like Bowie Jane and is saying, Oh, I won won all these comps, I mean, you also were voted out and she was not. So I don't right. know. Yeah. It's it's hard to say because it entirely depends on what the jury is feeling like for that season. Um, and right now it's looking very comp-based heavy uh, or preferred. But like me personally, the whole point of Big Brother is to not be evicted. Right. That's the whole point. Like right. if we if we really just go to the base, 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 the the the, the beginning, the, the 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 season two, it's to not be evicted. Like that's the whole point, and the fact that two of them, or technically three, but then Jared ultimately left revolving door. Um, two of them are still in the house right now. Like to me, don't merit the win automatically. But there are circumstances where I feel like if you prove yourself strategically, I could kind of see where people might swing their vote. So, like for example, um, again another Survivor reference, but Natalie from like Winners at War, like her coming back and yeah, like working that. and grinding and going ham. Like I wanted her to win, and people were like, "You should have done fire." No, at the fire. I'm sorry, forget that twist. Not the podcast for that, but at the fire. I have twist, so much but... to say about fire, but it's not the place. <laughs> <laughs> not the place. But I'm just saying, like I felt like she did everything from from that position onwards that gave gave her some gravitas and some merit for that win. And I feel like Jag and Cameron, to me personally, haven't done anything mind-boggling or strategically like insane for them to like like earn that win. And there's still a lot of game to be played, but it's kind of hard because I just feel like the gameplay this season is very low. <laughs> so mm. 100 days will do that to you, you know? Um, and we're not even in jury yet, so. Uh, okay. Miss um, Brown Sugar, she wants to know, which members of the, the two evictees plus Matt will realize you need to pick up the bait first? Um, I think Matt might realize first, to be honest. I Yes, but I also think Jag and Cameron should realize, hey, maybe we should go to the end together since... Um... We both got evicted. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The issue is, will they think of that? And I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I almost feel like they're not even taking it into consideration that that's a thing that happened. Like, yeah, it's like water under the bridge. Oh, okay, no, I'm back in the house. All is good. But it's like, no, you guys are both evicted unanimously. Like, that's pretty crazy. Both of you were yeah. evicted unanimously. Um, Joseph wants to know, would this conversation still be going on about equity of comp wins if someone else behind Cameron won HOH? At least he isn't casered out the game. I mean <laughs> I guess I don't really understand the. I mean part of the whole thing is that the competitions are not equitable which means Cameron is you know the most likely to win most of them if he's out of the house then it's going to be Matt and Jag winning most of them or Jared if Jared was still in the house would be probably up there winning most of them I think it's the same conversation just with just put insert different strong man at the top of the conversation there's still not equitable comp- competitions I, and it's I been think, this way for seasons. It's a, this is not the only season. Oh. So, no, I, was gonna, I was just going to say, I mean, I'm just thinking about like the end if Suri was there and she was sitting next to like a Matt or a Cam or specifically Cam and Jack, she could easily, easily at least use the argument that they've been voted out and yes. she is not. But if she's sitting next to Matt, I'm sure Matt's going to talk about comp wins, like we said. And it would be interesting how Suri could talk about more social strategy 
and who in the jury would, I guess, take that in? Because I know Corey would, but mm. I don't know who else would. So yeah, it's it's fun to think about, but I have no idea how they get there. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of this question, I, I'm going to compare to Big Brother Canada. I think a lot of the Big Brother Canada competitions are more equitable, and we've seen that. I think there's different types of comps uh, I regarding that manner. Like, even the final three HOH, the one where usually it's about, like, holding a rope and, like, going backwards and stuff like that. Like, that to me is more equitable than, like, holding yourself against the wall. And, like, you know, there are specific body types that are more likely to win those competitions, right? So there's small things where we can still have the elements of endurance, luck, physical, but there's ways to do it in which it is more equitable. Now, look at last season, Ty won a bunch of the comps like towards the end, but I didn't say it wasn't equitable in any sense, but I do think there are competitions that favor specific body types and um, specific traits. And so maybe if we could just reel those back just more, to make it more of a like a playing field, I think that would be better. So because like, what's the point of having a diverse cast if we can't have diverse uh, competitions as well? I also think what Big Brother Canada does great is that the HOH doesn't play the veto, and that just opens up the field. Because if Cameron is a comp beast in the HOH, which are typically less physical because they usually are live this season, not so much. But the vetoes are the more physical competitions. Of course, the HOH, whoever won the last comp, is probably likely to at least be a contender in this competition but just having six good nominees and you know four other people play veto anything could happen and i think that um that's such an easy change that big brother could implement at any time and i think that would really open the game up listen canada gets a lot of crap because of the feeds but they that i i agree i think uh yeah that was one of the good <laughs> things um all right and last question uh this was asked during the the whole winter conversation but what if Oh, Joseph is mean. What if Bowie wins the game? We call Bowie furniture. <laughs> but what if Bowie wins the game? How do we feel? Social about queen. That? Uh, whoever wins the game, in my opinion, deserves to win the game. That's yeah. just my opinion. I'm not. I agree. You know, I get it. Um, it doesn't matter why or how. So hey, listen, I'll support her if she wins. I don't know. <laughs> I we'll see where she wins on the ranking. I, I can I can I can get behind the Bojean win. Okay, like don't shoot the messenger enough just because she's on my draft team. But also one, she hasn't been evicted. <laughs> let's 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 start there. Two, they have been targeting her. Like if you think about it, like they were always like fucking Bojean. She was always at the bottom <laughs> and she still conquered that. And she, you know, even with the Jared vote, she stuck her ground. She said no, like was I would I have wished she wouldn't have done that? Yes, because I feel like that would have been fun gameplay. But 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 she stuck her ground and she has played a part as a pivotal vote in the like in these house so far. So if she could sit there and like, or technically they stand up when they speak, but if she could stand there and just like pitch those strong points in her game, I think it merits it. You know what I mean? Like I I think she's done. If she makes it to the final two after everything we've seen this season, I mean, come on. You have to get behind it. I see, yeah, but her, her speech is going to be like, shout out to Australia. Like, that's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's be real. I, a broken at dream. this point, yeah, I know. I think she's a better player than Jag at this point. Personally, I think she's made less mistakes and I think, you know, unintentionally probably shuts down a lot of game conversations that she's not technically a part of, but like maybe she, that's kind of an advantage for her because she shuts it down. They can't keep talking and you know, I don't know. We'll see what she, we'll see what she says at the end. If she gets there, I'd support it. All right. Well, that is it. W stream round of applause. A good stream, good stream, (laughs) but, uh, If you want to keep up with all of us, obviously, definitely make sure you're checking out all of our socials. Uh, and specifically, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We love comments over here. And if you're listening to the audio platforms, five stars only, please, five stars. If you don't like it, don't rate it. Just wait until you hear something that is five stars that you do like. But um, we're going to start closing out. Sharon, thank you so much, obviously, for coming thank through. You. It was awesome. Um, 
One, where can people find you? And uh, someone in the, in the chat wants to know who's next on the winner's way in. I mean, oh. I, don't, I don't know if you want to talk about all that, but where um, can people find you? <laughs> you can find me at Sharon Tharp on all platforms. Um, you can listen to my podcast, The Exclusive. It's at Exclusively Pod on all platforms. I'm talking to winners every week. I do have a f- couple coming up. And for everyone asking me to get Maggie, of course I'm trying to get Maggie. Like, it's not that <laughs> easy, guys. Easy, she's, she's, you know, but I'm trying. And uh, yeah, you'll find out soon. It's, you know, I'm, I'm solidifying the scheduling for the next few weeks. So I won't reveal just yet. But follow me and you'll find out. <laughs> All right. You're invited here as many times as you want to. Sharon, thank you, guys. Yeah, this thank is you fun. Here. This yeah, is so fun. You um Josie what you got going on well I was gonna give a shout out to Sharon because the content I've seen so far I yeah. just watched the Kevin interview it was so good I I was Thank thinking this, okay so you guys really should tune into Sharon but uh you guys could follow me on all social media platters <laughs> at Josanne XNM J-O-S-I-A-N-E-X-N-M uh, we were taking a hiatus from the challenge, but we will be back next week. I'm excited uh, to talk about it. Some more Josh propaganda, I fear. Um, also, I might make some appearances on Love is Blurry because this season has been messy. If you guys haven't listened to that either. You guys should listen to it. It was a good Ciao. conversation. Um, and Traders Canada is starting. So I, I am sad. I'm sat front row. I am here to represent my nation, my country of Canada, and I will be tweeting about it, hopefully making an appearance on sign uh, the traders, uh, Katie's podcast, but that's everything for me. Oh, and sidebar, if you want to watch Traders Canada, you have no way to watch it. I believe our our podcaster, Chanel, she's going to try to screen share it in the Discord. So join the Discord. It's in the description. If you want to watch Trader Canada, I think she's going to show it when it's uh, when it's up. But um, Katie, how about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Real Slim Katie. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Real Slim Katie with an underscore at the end. Been on a mini hiatus there just because podcasting work is a lot. Um, but, you know, I'll be back. And um, as Josie mentioned, we'll be back with Signed the Traders for the Traders Canada um, and US. Whenever that comes out, we're really excited to talk about that. But uh, J- Javier and I will definitely be back. Carrie will be popping in as well. Um, so we're excited for that. You could find me here, obviously, every Friday. Uh, you can find me with Josie talking the challenge. And you can also uh, hear Carrie and I talking all things Bravo on Pod What Happens Live. And we'll be back tomorrow to review everything that happened this week. All right. And like usual, you can find me at 8-Ball Bangers on everything. Uh, obviously, like they said, Friday, every week here, talking Big Brother. You never know who's going to come on here, like sharing herself. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Love is Blurry. We're talking about Love is Blind. I was literally watching it before I came in here. This cast is a DM. I hate the show so much, so bad. But but uh, if you want to hear me, Javier, I think we're recording on Monday. So look out for that. Um, and then Monday as well, uh, our first Survivor podcast, me and G Worthy and Josh Kettles, we're, we're going to talk about Survivor and possibly rate players or something. I don't know. Just check it out. Uh, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, just follow me on Twitter and you'll figure out what I'm doing. But <laughs> until next week, uh, have a good one. Bye. Bye.